Can you hear me? No. I can put it right here. Thanks. Again. All right. You guys ready? Ready to stand up and read? You're looking for the page that says gracious seasoned speech. Gracious seasoned speech. When you find it, stand up. Here we go. Almost everybody has it. Let's read together. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Colossians 4, 5 through 6. Great. You may be seated. I just have a couple of things I need to say before I start. First of all, there was a, a counselor that asked me to do a little follow-up work on, like, I think it was session one, the difference between when to associate with non-believers and when to maybe be cautious, okay? First of all, if you're in the room, I have that right here. Second of all, the office was kind enough to print off 10 copies. If you're a counselor... Here, counselor, not student, okay? And you are interested in perhaps some clarification on that topic or something to share with your students on that topic. The difference of when to associate with the outside and, or unbelievers and when to be cautious, okay? Um, I, I did a little homework for you. There's 10 copies up here. Counselors only, please, okay? Second of all, I need um, four volunteers from the campers who don't mind reading aloud and I mean loud okay from Ankeny Baptist right there pale blue shirt I forget your first name I'm sorry yes can you look up for me Galatians 5 not you don't have to come up I'm sorry everybody remain seated right here row 5 or something yes yes you Galatians 5 22 through 23 Okay, it's in your notes if you forget. Okay, let's see. We're going to go over here now. Front row USA t-shirt red. Okay, red, red, yes. Okay, Titus 2.8. It's in your notes if you forget. We'll go to this se session. Back row, very back row, light teal shirt. Yeah, yes, you, very light teal shirt. John 6.68. You're going to have to read these really loud when the time comes, okay? Because this is a huge room. Finally, over here, okay, tie-dye, right there, okay? Proverbs 12, 17, okay? Again, in your notes if you forget. What did Christy say? It's in the notes, okay? That'll be later, so make sure you kind of have a finger in there, okay? In the Bible, so that when I call on you, you're ready. Thank you, that's enough volunteers for right now. We'll read those in a little bit. Tonight we're going to talk about salt. Salt? Why salt? Well, 
The Bible talks about it, okay? So we're going to talk about it. It's in our main theme verse. It actually says, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. Why would I season my speech with salt? That's a weird thing. Is there anyone in the room named Grace? Come here, Grace. Only one Grace at a time, please. Okay. There's lots of Graces. Okay, this is Grace. Grace, do we know each other? Yes, yes. You were supposed to say no. You sure <laughs> no. No. Apparently not. Let's just say that Grace and I are not close friends. We met at a VBS last week. Okay, but we're not close friends. Okay, so we can't be friends for this illustration to work. We're not friends. I love her, though. Okay, so Grace, that word means unmerited favor. Unmerited is weird. I understand that. Okay? It's favor. So is favor. It's like love that you can't earn. Okay? Love that you can't earn. Now, Grace and I are not close friends, but I am going to treat Grace with love every time I see her, right? Grace, how is your week going? Yeah? Have you learned a lot? Are you encouraged? Yes. Having fun? Yeah? You're feeling okay? Yeah? All right. See, I'm treating her with love. But has she done anything to earn my love? No. She has not yet bought me a slushie, which is odd, <laughs> since they're my favorite, Grace. If she had bought me a slushie and I treated her with love then it could possibly be earned, right? There could be, well, Grace is so nice to me that I can't help but love her, but not to pick on Grace, but Grace has not yet bought me a slushie, so when I treat Grace with love, which I hope I do, it's Grace, okay? You need to understand that word to understand the verse. Thank you, Grace. Let's give her a hand. So your speech should be with grace. I think that's going to help us understand. No matter who we're talking to, no matter who you're talking to, you add grace. That means love that they can't earn. Right? It's so you can be talking to a stranger and add grace. It can be with grace because they've done nothing to earn it, right? They're a stranger that means you're going to treat them with love. Your speech towards everyone is going to be with love. If only we could do this perfectly, right? We don't. I wish I could, girls. I wish more than anything, if there was anything I could change about myself, it would have nothing to do with me physically. Who cares? It would be this issue. I wish I could always, always, always be loving and kind. I'm not always. I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes what comes out is not with grace. It happens, okay? And hopefully I'm quick to say, God, I'm so sorry. Would you forgive me? Then it goes on to say, seasoned with salt. This is really the more confusing part. You don't season your words with salt you season your food with salt, right? You don't kind of spit out a word 
and dump salt on it in the process somehow. What is this? Like, where's, where's this concept coming from? If you look down the page then, just a little tiny bit, is this reference coming from Matthew 5.13. You are the salt of the earth. What is it with salt? Why salt? Right? Why not pepper? You are the pepper of the earth. Too spicy? I have no idea. But it says salt. Okay, so we're going to deal tonight with salt. Why salt? It seasons, right? Salt adds taste. It preserves. We're not going to get into that tonight. Somebody told me a cool word today. It cures. Cures? Cures? That's an awesome word. Something to do with ham, I'm sure, or bacon. Not really sure. I didn't delve into the process of curing or curing or whatever it is. But it does that too. We're going to deal with seasoning tonight, okay? Because it actually says in our theme verse, seasoned. Seasoned with salt. We're going to go with that seasoning concept, okay? Why does Jesus say you are the salt of the earth? Why does he want us to season the earth, you know? I'm, I, I would love to hear your answer, but I'm not going to take answers right now. Is that all right? Because I think a lot of people would want to answer, and then I would be here until midnight, which I would love, but you'd miss the snack shack and, you know, the salt and sugar that will be eaten later. So, Jesus wants us to season, especially our words, our message, okay? There's two ways, three ways, three ways to do that. Okay? Two of them are wrong, one is right. The two wrong ones are listed on your sheet next. You can be too salty. Too salty. And that will make people what? Uh, yeah, gag. That's one way to do it wrong. Another way to do it wrong is to not be salty enough. You're not salty. Or you're not salty enough, okay? Which means people will not crave your message. They really won't want a taste of it. Because there was actually nothing to taste. Right? We kind of, we're kind of getting the point. But in order to really bring this point home, I need, I know this is going to cause mayhem up here right now. But I need um, two volunteers. I know, I know. Wow. Okay. Right here in the necklace and the antlers of some sort. Okay, come on up. And in the really pretty headband, because I love headbands, flowery shirt, come on up. Okay. All right. Now. Oh. Nope. Right there, second from the last. Right by the counselor. Yep, her. <laughs> there we go. Okay, here we go. We're going to see if this works. Okay, this is for you. All right. And this is for you. I think some of you might be able to guess where we're going with this, but okay, I got to be careful. This is actually quite warm. Okay, first of all, you taste yours. You're like jealous. It's oatmeal. Okay, taste yours. What do you think? Give us your honest opinion. It's okay. Speak into the microphone. It's okay, I don't like popcorn. It's okay, I don't like popcorn. 
well, not quite what I was hoping for. Is it, as far as popcorn is concerned, since you don't like it anyways, is it good? Could it be better? Could be a little saltier. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> this poor girl, she's, she can already guess what's coming here. So, could be a little saltier. If you have popcorn, we're going to need that salt, right? I mean, unless you're weird and on some diet. I'm sorry. Low sodium, friends. I'm offending you right now. But in the world of popcorn, okay, it is a disappointment usually when you don't taste the salt. Same with nuts. Again, to my friends who love unsalted nuts, I'm sorry. A little strange, okay? We want those roasted, salted, come on, kind of half cause a heart attack nuts, okay? Because salt seasons, right? And if it's not there, well, you eat way less popcorn and nuts, that's for sure, right? Okay, you ready for this? No. Now, when you volunteer for things, that means you're willing to volunteer. That's how that works. Are you willing to volunteer? All right, you need to take a bite. You, you volunteered. Could you please take a bite? It can be a small bite. Really let it sink in. What is it doing for you? I'm too salty. Too salty? Is it really salty? Like, yeah, I, I actually, it's literally like glittering. Like, like a jewel. It's amazing. Too salty? Your eyes are watering a little bit. Okay, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Okay. For my friend who had too much salt. Just a second. How much is a slushy? Boom. You didn't suffer that much. But because... She doesn't like popcorn. 50 cents. Thank you. That was for you. Okay. I want it. I want it. Okay. It's really not that good. I'm honest about that. Okay. So you get the point, right? Not salty enough. Kind of a problem. But when it comes to our speech, it's actually a big problem. And I think all of us have been in these situations. Hopefully in your life, you have been in contact with someone who does not know Jesus. Hopefully. And have you ever been that person who says pretty much nothing about Jesus? Nothing. Have you, has that ever happened to you? Thanks. Oh, my honest fault. Yes, thank you. Okay, you've been in a conversation with someone who doesn't know Jesus, and you didn't really say anything. That's not salty enough. Okay? They, they don't even know then, probably, that you're a follower of Jesus. They don't even know that they're supposed to want more of what you have, right? You didn't give them anything, really. And believe me, this isn't a criticism because I've done it too. I've been on airplanes where I know I could have talked to the person, and honestly, I'm just like, I'm too tired. Don't really want to talk to anyone right now, and I don't say anything, okay? Not salty enough. But there's another problem the too salty. 
okay? And we tend to ignore this one a little bit more. We understand that not saying anything is not good. We challenge ourselves to try to be courageous and brave and talk about our faith in Jesus. But sometimes an even greater issue in Christianity with Christians is that we say too much. And what I mean by that is it wasn't with grace. It wasn't with grace. We just are talking to kind of spit stuff out of our mouth that we know in our head or things we've been told and we just want to get our knowledge out there and it doesn't even really matter to us a whole lot if it kind of hurts or offends the person who's hearing it. Too salty. That person will also go, I don't want that either, okay? Because it doesn't taste good to me. Here's an example, okay? You meet a kid at school, a kid in your neighborhood, a kid on your sports team, whatever, whatever, okay? And you find out they claim they're an atheist, which means they don't believe in God at all. You could handle it two ways, right? Three ways. You could say nothing and go, oh, that's nice. Have a nice day. Nice to meet you. Not salty enough at all. You could go err on the other side of the issue, too salty, and say like, well, that's stupid. Do you know, understand how wrong you are? Well, you'll find out someday when we both die, you know, that you were wrong and I was right. Too salty. Do you think that person is going to go, Christy, actually, what you just said is so interesting. Could you tell me more? What was missing from the second answer? Not salt. Grace. There wasn't that love there, was there? That was, that was completely missing from the comment. It should have been somewhere in the middle. That's interesting to hear that. I'm glad you shared that with me today. I have a different viewpoint on this issue, and I care about you, actually. I care about you as my friend. Would you let me take a moment to share, and maybe you could take a moment to share with me why you don't think there's a God, but I would love to also share with you why I do think there's a God. You see what I mean? you got to find that grace and add it as a seasoning to your answer, okay? Same thing. You, you meet someone who's a different religion or a different denomination. We can be really mean, can't we? Well, that religion's a lie. No, 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 no. Is that person going to keep talking to you and want to hear more about what you just said? No. Right? You, you can understand where we're headed with this. Maybe somebody is struggling with what the Bible would label it as a sin. Somebody is struggling with sin. Again, we can do the same thing. Well, how dare you? I can't believe you're doing that. I can't believe you're involved in that. God says he hates that. He'll punish that action. Where's the grace? Where's the love there? I'm not hearing it, right? But Christians do these kinds of things a lot. Right? Adults, we get this too, don't we? 
A few days ago, there was a Christian author, speaker, com she's a comedian, I think. Her name is Liz Curtis Higgs. Some of you may have heard of her. She wrote on Facebook or social media that she has been, she's struggled with cancer and has now is in remission. The cancer has like gone away for a while. And someone wrote back and said, well, I hope it continues down that road because my family member just found out the same thing and then kind of immediately got it back. Like this really thoughtless, loveless comment, right? That could make this lady go from peaceful to full of anxiety again. Like, why would you do that? No, 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 no. Where's the grace? Where's the salt? You can see the problem here, right? We can see how we can mess this up so easily. Saying nothing to an unbeliever is not good. But saying something that's hurtful, too, is not good. Okay, let's look at this. These two pictures here are just a reminder to you that certain foods need salt and certain foods don't need much at all. Just a little reminder. Peanuts, in my opinion, should be salty. Popcorn should be salty. The Germans like it sweet, really sweet. It was a cultural shock for me. Okay, to go to the movie theater and the only option was sweet. I was like, whoa, okay, where I come from, we eat salty popcorn. All right, but they don't. That's just a stupid thing that I just said, but it's just sharing some culture with you. So, <laughs> oatmeal, though. This has been a struggle for me. I, I'm one of those people that loves oatmeal. I really love oatmeal. I eat oatmeal in my home in Berlin a lot. Okay, oatmeal is 39 cents a bag in Germany. 39 cents a bag. You can't beat this meal in my opinion, okay? 39 cents! I get so excited about it every time I see it, okay? Uh, and oatmeal, for, for those of you who love oatmeal, it just, nothing beats it. You can add anything to it almost and just really make something really fun out of it and delicious. Fruit and nuts and all, you know, all sorts of stuff. Brown sugar, maple syrup, honey, right? On and on and on. Well, I once thought I heard that you should add a dash of salt to the water that you're, do, you're, you're making it in. I, apparently I added a little bit too much and it was like just like this experience here it was like I could not eat it I had to throw it away the whole bowl went in the trash can it was inedible we don't want that happening with our message of Jesus Christ you delivered it to me Christy but I couldn't swallow it it was inedible and I don't want to taste it again Yikes. Not good, right? Okay, salt. Or salt. What does it stand for? I made this up. Okay? Because I thought it would be fun to do this with the word salt. I couldn't find this anywhere. I didn't search real long and hard, but I just decided to make it up on my own. So here we go. S in salt. Spiritual. This is where I need my volunteers. Galatians 5, no, 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 we have volunteers, thank you so much, I love you all, but we have our volunteers already, so what I need to do is, I need them, when it comes to your turn, stand and as loud as you can read the verse, okay? Right here, Galatians 5, 22 through 23, can you read it loud? Yes, okay. That is spiritual. Things that are spiritual from the Spirit. We call them the fruit of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I might have missed one. Okay? The fruit of the Spirit, salt. Our speech should contain these things. If you are spiritual, you believe in Jesus Christ, you have the Spirit of God living inside of you, then what comes out should be spiritual. It should be the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, the next one is a little harder to understand, but above reproach. Above reproach. Where's our Titus 2.8 person? Right here, Titus 2.8, nice and loud. Okay, sound speech that cannot be condemned. So that if somebody basically wants to tear apart what you said, they can't find anything wrong with it. Okay, above reproach means no matter how hard somebody tries, they can't find anything wrong with what you just said. They would like to find something wrong, but they can't. Remember when the bad guys in the story of Daniel were trying to find something wrong with his life and they couldn't? They ultimately had to pick on him because he was praying. Do you remember that? They tried so hard to catch him doing something wrong, but he never did. He was above reproach. Okay? Our speech should be that way. Is mine always that way? No. I, I wish it was. And this is an area where I constantly ask God, could you grow me? I still need to be grown in this area. I still need to learn in this area. Because sometimes what comes out, you could find something wrong with it. Ooh, Christy, that could have been kinder. That could have been more gracious. Right? I want my speech to be above reproach. What I like to do is hang out with people who do speak that way and hope they rub off on me a little bit. Right? Could you rub off on me? If you're a nice, kind person all the time, I want to hang out with you because that's a weakness of mine. Often our strength is our weakness. My strength is a communicator. My weakness is a communicator. That happens to a lot of us. Your strength, the thing you're strong at, is the thing you're also weakest at. Really interesting. We won't go into that tonight. But the third one is our speech should be life-giving. Life-giving. Who has John 6, 68? John 6, there we go. Nice and loud. Great. Simon, Pe Simon Peter says to Jesus, Lord, where else would we go? Only you have the words of eternal life. Where else would we turn? I wouldn't turn from you, Lord, because you have the words of eternal life. But we are little Christs. As Christians, we are little Christs. Shouldn't we also have the words of eternal life? For those who need to hear it? And even for Christians. My words can be life-giving or they can be life-stealing. They can build you up 
and give you life, breathe new life into you, or they can tear you down. Right? And make you feel lousy. We have a choice every time we speak. I want to be life-giving with my words, and I am not that way enough. I admit that to you. I'm not speaking on this topic tonight because I'm perfect at it. Not by any chance. The fourth one is truth-filled or truthful. You write what you want to write there. Truth-filled or truthful. Proverbs 12:17. Where's Proverbs here? Over here somewhere? There we go. Nice and loud. A false witness, deceit, I don't know what the last word was, I'm sorry, but the first part is what matters for us right now, okay? A truthful person, I can't exactly remember what she said, but basically delivers righteousness or speaks righteousness, okay? A truthful person. What should come out of our mouth, what should be in our speech is truth, truth. But here's where it gets tricky. We love to speak truth. That's usually not the problem. Love to speak truth. Your hair looks terrible today. Why'd you wear that outfit? Right? You did really lousy and gaga ball today. Why did you trip and fall? You made our whole team lose. I can't believe you couldn't do the zip line. You're such a wimp. Yikes. We love to speak truth. That's not where we're headed here. You have to combine truth with love, with the grace from before. You don't just speak truth. When I was a little girl, remember I told you last night that I came to know Jesus as my Savior at the age of five, and that soon after that, Jesus really started to transform me, and he gave me a heart for evangelism, which means a heart for sharing the gospel with people. But when I was little, I didn't understand all of this. I didn't get it. And so I would be playing in my backyard with friends in my neighborhood, and I would basically tell them um, what I believed. I would share Jesus with them, but then I would say, if you don't believe me, you're going to go to a very bad place when you die. Um, you got to fine-tune the approach a little bit, right? Now, I was, I was little. I was young. I still feel badly for my little neighbors, though because some of them may still be very scared today. Because I didn't, I'm not always sure I then ushered in the good news and really spread that on thick form. I don't know. I might have just left it hanging there. Who knows when you're that young, right? But <clears throat> that's, we can, we can just deliver truth. We need to combine, there is bad news in the gospel, right? The bad news is that we're all sinners, we're all sinners. There is bad news. And the wages of sin is death. There is bad news in the gospel, and you better bet that we should share that bad news with people. But it has to be shared along with the good news, right? We have to share them both, because there is no good news without bad news. It wouldn't be good news, would it? If there wasn't first bad news, there can't be good news, right? you got to share them together. we got to make sure we do that well when we share with people. We can take a really good meal. 
let's say, I mean, we have really bad tasting oatmeal here and mediocre popcorn over here, but I want you to picture the best meal of your life right now. You gotta picture it in your head because for all of us it's different. For every single person it's different. I sat by a girl tonight who did not like ham, she liked chicken. Well, ham is my favorite meat, okay? We had a differing, differing opinions, right? So you need to picture the best meal of your life. Picture it in your own head. Just for a second, close your eyes and picture the best meal you've ever seen. Now, I want you to picture that meal being handed to you on a really dirty garbage can lid. Really dirty, with the garbage still on it. Do you want it still? There's always a few who do. You're ruining my illustration, okay? All right. <laughs> if you can hear me, clap zero times. Good. Okay. Yeah. You, <laughs> we can do that with the gospel. I can deliver the best message you've ever heard. But if I deliver it without any grace, without any love, right? It's like I'm handing you your favorite meal right on a garbage can lid and saying, here, you want to eat this? And you're like, no, no. I wanted it on a really clean plate right? With clean silverware and a nice napkin and a nice little drink to go with it. I didn't want it on a garbage can lid. In fact, I don't want that at all. That's not what we want to happen when we share the gospel. We want them to go, what you just shared with me is so important to me. I want more and more and more and more of it. I hope you feel this way this week when I share with you. I hope the next night you hope to come back and hear a little bit more. For most of you, I think that's true, because you've been so kind to come up to me this week and say, Christy, I'm really enjoying it. That's so kind of you. And that's how it should be to your friends. I'm really enjoying talking to you. I'm really enjoying this. This is, this is super fun. I feel like you care about me. I feel like you love me. And the things you're sharing with me about Jesus bring so much hope into my life right? Salt. The importance of salt. Here, one last little illustration, okay? I got to go back to my little smorgasbord of odd treats, okay? Look, I'm just going to walk with the little... I'm attached to it because that's where I laid the speaker. Okay, in the egg... Oh, in the egg. I just gave it away. In the cup is a hard-boiled egg, I've been amazed at how many of these some of you can eat for breakfast. And I've determined it must be an Iowa thing. Farm girls, I don't know what's happening here, but some of you are just piling on the hard-boiled eggs. And I have sat and watched you eat them with no salt. Some of you, which is a real thinker, because to me, if I'm going to eat one of these things, I kind of want to lightly salt it. Or in Germany, what we do is we eat them hot, they're hot, they're still in the shell. No, no, don't take that too far, I'm, I'm getting to the next point, okay? They're served hot and in the shell, and you put them, I wish I had one with me, in a tiny little dainty egg cup, okay? And it sits there in the little egg cup, and you take a knife and you lop its head off. 
vrip, in one little straight line, vrip, okay, you just lop its little head off, and there it lays beside, beside the little egg cup, okay? And now you can see the little yellow in the middle, it's appeared, and often it'll be just slightly runny, okay? Sometimes not, but usually it's a little runny. And then what you do is you take a tiny knife, okay? And you put a little butter there on the egg and a tiny bit of salt. And then they use these tiny, tiny spoons. And they just spoon out the warm egg. Does this sound good? Okay, mixed reviews, but it is good. Trust me, okay? It is good if you like hard-boiled eggs. Now, or soft-boiled eggs, whatever. But there's a verse in the Bible about this egg, and it's in your notes. Look at this. At the very bottom of the page, it says this. Can flavorless food be eaten without salt? Yeah, I guess so. It could be. Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? Come on, girls. Work with me here. Not much at all. Okay? Some maybe. It may be a slight improvement on the air in your mouth. <laughs> but it's not hugely tasteful, okay? It doesn't taste like much. Hence the salt, okay? This, it's, it's, in, it's interesting that this verse is even in the Bible. God must care a lot about seasoning. I am so glad he does. <laughs> Such a nice thing, okay? That he cares about that. I think he cares that there is some pleasure in life? Do you think God cares about that? That there's some pleasure in life? That things are pleasing? Yeah, I do too, okay? And he wants the message about him to be that way. That doesn't mean we just tickle the ears of, we say this as adults, like give people just the message they want to hear. That doesn't, that's not what it means. It just means that the message of Jesus Christ should be delivered with so much love and grace that it is so pleasant and it makes people wonder, how pleasant is Jesus then? If this message about him is so pleasant and this, this person who calls themselves a Christ follower just delivered it to me in such a loving way, they obviously care so much about me. How much does God care about me? Wow, yeah. This much, right? That's the kind of missionary I want to be when I speak the gospel. And that's the kind of missionary I want you to be. And adults, you too. Right? Grace. Seasoned with salt. We're just going to end on that note, okay? Just something to think about tonight. This isn't our big gospel ending here with you need to receive Christ, but I hope that what happened this week, mixed with the fun and the friends and the food and the caring counselors and the staff and the speakers and everything mixed together, I hope this week tastes so good to you that it makes you wonder, how good is God then? How good is God?
Taste and see. The Lord is good. Thank you.